You're listening to the Glenn Barrett Leadership Podcast. We know this will be an incredible resource for your life, so stay focused, listen up, and thanks for joining us. Hey everybody, Glenn Barrett here. I hope you're doing well wherever you are in the world listening to this podcast. Thanks for tuning in and joining with us today. One of the interesting things that COVID-19 has created in people around the world is it's really in many senses sent us into survival mode. A lot of people waiting for vaccinations to be effectively produced, delivered, Uh, lots of concerns over that. Of course, whenever we go out in certain parts of the world, we're wearing masks. There's really a sense of being in survival mode. In many countries around the world, schools have closed and parents have been doing homeschooling and it's felt a little bit at times for parents like survival mode. And maybe you're running a business or you're a pastor of a church or something like that. And it does feel like you've battened down the hatches. You're in survival mode, waiting for a new, bright, hopeful season to come along. The trouble with being in survival mode is that it really affects our ability to be creative. Being in survival mode really affects our ability to dream. And I really want to encourage you in this podcast to dream again. The reality is this, is that you and I, we were hardwired to dream. The reason I know that is because on average, you dream six to 10 times every night. Now, you may not be cognizant of those dreams. You may not wake up remembering that you even had any dreams, but every night you truly dream six to 10 times a night. You're hardwired to dream. Maybe in school, you would get reports like I used to get in primary school, where the teachers would say, well, Glenn is a daydreamer. He dreams too much. Almost as though daydreaming is a problem. I want to ask you this question. Is it really a problem to dream? Is it really a problem to be accused of being a daydreamer? T.E. Lawrence once famously said this, all men and women dream, but not equally. Those who dream by night in the dusty recesses of their minds awake to the day to find it was all vanity. But dreamers of the day are dangerous, for they act out their dreams with open eyes to make it possible. I really love that whole idea. The idea that we can dream, we can daydream, we can dream with eyes wide open, ready to see those dreams come to pass. You know, I reflect on my childhood years and reflect on my children themselves. And one of the things that I remember and one of the things that I note about children is that children usually start games by saying, let's pretend. Their games start with a dream. And what's really fascinating about children in their let's pretend games is that they have the ability to pretend without limitations. For example, a child will say, let's pretend we're on the moon. Let's pretend we're in a rocket. Let's pretend we're in the, on the seas. We're sailing. Children dream without limitation. 
I wonder at what age did you start to apply limitations to your dreams? At what point in life did you learn that not all dreams come true? And I think one of the things that survival mode does is that it, it inhibits our ability to dream. It kills our ability to dream. And I want to encourage every single one of you right now to dream again. Learn to dream again. As we got older, our dreaming turned into being labeled as a fairy tale. What happened? We stopped dreaming. So maybe you're out there, you dreamt of travel, but you never have. You dreamt of going into business, but you never did. Maybe you dreamt of having a family, but have not had a family. You dreamt of love, maybe that never came to pass. Or maybe you're a guy, you dreamt of a six-pack, and that never happened. Survival mode kills our ability to dream. One of the fascinating things for me about God, one of the fascinating things to me about the Bible is that both our God and the Bible are both filled with dreams. God is a dreamer. The Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God created with the intent to fulfill a dream that he had. In fact, the book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible, is a book of beginnings and effectively a book of dreams. When we think about the Christmas story, the Christmas nativity, we read in Matthew chapter 1 and Matthew chapter 2 that the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. In fact, when we cast our mind back to Genesis chapter 37, the first book in the Bible, we read about a man called Joseph. And in chapter 37, verse 5, it says, Joseph had a dream. Joseph's story starts with a dream because in reality, nothing that happens doesn't start without first there being a dream. So my question is this, is what are you dreaming for right now? What are you dreaming about? What are your dreams for business, for finance, for church, for ministry, for life, for children? What is it that you are dreaming? I've noticed this, that as we get older, our dreams get infected and they get affected. Maybe I can encourage you to, at some point, read the story of Joseph in the Old Testament, Genesis chapter 37. Because what we see in Joseph is we see that Joseph had a dream, but his dream was both infected and affected. I think there are several things that infect and affect our dreams. The first thing that I believe that infects our dreams is simply this, me. I infect, I affect my dreams, and not always to the good. When we think about Joseph in the Old Testament, we think about him in the book of Genesis, chapter 37, we understand a little bit that Joseph himself was not really liked by his family even before he had the dream. And the reality is this, is that for those of us out there who are involved in different spheres of leadership and influence, the reality is this, is that people will buy into you, the individual, 
before they buy into your dream. E.M. Bounds once said this, The man and the woman are the message. In other words, if you have a dream, a dream for influence, but you are not a likable individual, if people can dismiss you the person, then in the same breath, they can also dismiss the dream that you carry. We see this played out in Joseph's life in Genesis chapter 37, because the Bible says in verse 2 that the brothers spread a bad report about Joseph. In verse 3, we know that Joseph was favored and spoiled. And did he act spoiled? You better believe he did. Then in verse 5, the Bible says he had a dream. So Joseph infected and affected his dream in a negative sense, even before the dream was given to him by God, and even before he shared his dream with others. My question for you right now is this, is how are you affecting your dreams to the good and to the negative? How are you infecting your dreams? How are you making your dreams appear in the life of others? I think the second thing that affects our dreams is other people. Other people tend to become the expositors of our dreams. What do I mean by that? What I mean is that other people try to define our dreams for us. And that's not always a healthy thing. I remember many years ago living in Sydney, coming to the end of my Bible seminary training, and my then fiance, who is now my wife, Sophia, we had really felt that God wanted us to move to the United Kingdom. In sharing our dream of moving to the United Kingdom with one of the senior leadership of our Bible seminary, this professor sat us down and he said, Glenn, Sophia, we didn't train you so you could leave Australia to go to England and have impact there. We trained you so that you could have a great influence in this nation, the nation of Australia. At the same time, one of the leaders of one of the largest churches in the New South Wales, Sydney area contacted Sophia and I and asked us if at the end of Bible college, we would go to become youth pastors in that church. We, of course, said no because we had felt a drawing and a dream to move to the United Kingdom. The challenge was this is that both the lead professor in the Bible seminary and this pastor wouldn't take no for an answer. So they kept telling us why they felt we should stay in Australia and why it was more important for us to live and to lead and to be in ministry in Australia. And a lot of pressure was placed upon us by others who were trying to become expositors of the dreams that we carried. Also, Towards the end of that time, sadly, my father in Australia passed away. Many people were saying we should stay in Australia. And yet God had given us a dream to move to the United Kingdom. I believe that sometimes our dreams get infected and affected because we allow other people to become the expositors of God's dreams for our life. We can allow other people 
to define our dreams for us. It happened certainly for Joseph in Genesis chapter 37, verses 8 to 10, where his brothers were trying to define his dream for him and become expositors of the dream that God had given to him. The third thing that I believe affects and infects our dreams is unfulfilled expectations. Another word may be disappointment. I think disappointment can really define us and shape us and cause us to go into a protection mechanism, into a survival mode. Unfulfilled expectations leads to disappointment and now no longer like children do we dream without limitations. Now we begin to dream with limitations because experience has taught us a tough lesson. And that tough lesson is this, dreams don't always come true. And so unfulfilled expectations limits our capacity to be creative, limits our desire to dream, because now it hurts too much to dream. It's easier not to dream. Of course, when we think about Joseph in Genesis chapter 37, we find that Joseph had a dream that his brothers would bow down, that he would become a great influencer. And yet when we follow Joseph's journey, we begin to see that he ends up in a well. He ends up in a prison, sold into slavery, in prison. He ends up being accused of some sexual impropriety with a man called Potiphar's wife. He ends up in jail again, and in jail, he ends up being forgotten. In fact, you could think that every stage of Joseph's season after being given a dream went from bad to worse. Unfulfilled expectation, disappointment can limit our ability to dream. I think the fourth thing that causes our dreams to be infected and affected is just having to get serious. What am I saying? Grow up. It's this whole idea that people say, well, dreaming is for children. Now that you're older, you have bills to pay, families to raise, jobs to go to. And now as an adult, you got to get serious. There's no time to dream anymore. It's fascinating about Joseph in the Old Testament because Joseph had his dream And even though it seems like every step along the way after that took him further and further away from the dream, we do also read into the middle of Joseph's stories that he still had to fulfill daily duties. There was a time when he was serving Potiphar. There was a time when he was serving the the, the Pharaoh of Egypt. He had duties that he needed to perform. But the story of Joseph is fascinating is because he still carried that dream. Our dreams get affected because we're told to get serious. I think fifthly and lastly, the thing that infects and affects our dreams to the negative is that people say, hey, dreaming, 
is for children. And I want to ask you this question. Do you really remember what it's like to dream without limitations? Do you remember what it's like to have a dream that wasn't infected and affected by your own personality traits? Do you know what it's really like, again, to dream without having other people define it and become expositors of your dream? Do you know what it's like to dream without disappointment, unfulfilled expectation guiding that dream? Do you know what it's like to dream, to not get so serious that you've forgotten to dream? Do you know what it's like to be like a child, to dream like a child? Because my encouragement to you right now, as you listen to this in the gymnasium where you're doing your workout or you're in a car or you're at home, wherever you are in the world, it's time to dream again. You are hardwired to dream. You dream every night. But also right now, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, if you know Jesus, if you are a Christian, then I want you to know that your spiritual DNA is also that of a dreamer. Let me read you a selection of verses from the Bible. Psalm 31, verse 19. How great is your goodness, God, which you have stored up for those who fear you. In other words, dream again. Proverbs eleven twenty four in the Message Translation says, The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. In other words, dream again. 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Dream again. Joshua chapter 1, verse 3. I will give you every place where you set your foot. Dream again. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and increase your store of seed and enlarge your harvest. Friend, dream again. Ephesians 3, verse 20. Now to him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask, think, or imagine according to his power that is at work within you. Dream again. Luke 6.38, give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running all over. Dream again. Mark 5.36, ignoring what they said, Jesus told the synagogue ruler, don't be afraid, just believe. Dream again. Mark 9.23, if you can, said Jesus, Everything is possible for the person who believes. Dream again. John 20, 27. Jesus said to Thomas, put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out and put your finger in my side. Stop doubting and believe. Friend, dream again. Acts 4, verse 4. But many who heard the message believed, and the number of those saved grew to about 5,000. Pastors, dream again. Hebrews 10.39, but we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who believe and are saved. Dream again. And James 1 verse 6, 
But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Friend, it's time to dream again. I wonder, what did you want to do before life got the better of you? And what are you doing now? I believe it's time to dream again. Maybe as a simple exercise to get your creative juices flowing one more time. Why not take a moment sometime today or tomorrow to walk outside, to look up into the sky, to look at the clouds and make some shapes. What do you see? Because creativity and dreaming starts by doing little things. I mean, what would truly happen if you started to dream again? I believe that a whole new world and a whole new season awaits those who are prepared to dream again. T.E. Lawrence, he said this, All men and women dream, but not equally. Those who dream by night in the dusty recesses of their minds awake to the day to find it was all vanity. But dreamers of the day are dangerous, for they act out their dreams with eyes wide open to make it possible. It's time to dream again. Thank you for listening to this Glenn Barrett Leadership Podcast. For more information, visit us online at audaciouschurch.com.